I remember going through like, I'd like look up on websites and there'd be like a hundred lit, like a list of a hundred things that you could do for side hustle. I'm just scrolling through it. And I'd go to that website multiple times a day and just look through all those things and be like, I could do that. But I think once I chose something and chose to execute on it and take action on it, test them out and see if I could actually make money from them. And when I actually did test ideas out, they made money like YouTube. Tell me at some point, creators, you have not gone online, search how to make money online and see a list of a hundred things and you start scrolling through them. I know you have, because I've done this several times before I started this. So I'm Jeff Parker. If you don't know me, I'm the host of Content Creators Library, where we talk about the business side of creating. Maybe it's marketing, maybe it's copywriting, maybe it's selling something through the DMs. It's making a course, but it's very specific business advice for creators that I have learned through myself through 10 years of either failing or succeeding, making money. All these uh, little things I have learned, I want to teach you also. So that was Colin. He has a YouTube channel with over 100,000 subscribers. And this guy is probably the most relatable person I've ever had on the podcast. He started from pushing carts at Home Depot. Within two years, over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Clearly, anybody can do this. Anybody can be a creator. Anybody can start a YouTube channel and put in the effort and get better. This episode, we go over how he started as a part-time creator and the three things that was stopping him from going full-time that is probably stopping you from going full-time. If you, if you know these three things, and if you build your life around fixing these three things that we talk about, you too can become, you know, a full-time creator, taking out the little bit of earnings that you earn now and quadrupling that if you start going full-time with this. If you're like most creators, we're, we're afraid of failing. We're absolutely afraid of failing. We make a post on Twitter. We make a new YouTube video and it just, it fails. It gets no views. What I learned from Colin is that there's a very specific mindset you need to have if, if these things don't work out. If, if you start to go full-time, you start putting more effort in it and it just crashes and burns. With this mindset, you you cannot fail as a creator. I'm not a big mindset person, but I, I was very astounded when he started to talk about this. Then about halfway through, we start talking about affiliate marketing. Just really quick, it's like a 90 second part where we start talking about affiliate marketing, how you can make videos surrounding a topic people will click buy the link you make a whole youtube channel about this it's literally 90 seconds he tells you what to do so you can start making videos around a specific topic people watch they go to it they click your link boom you're making money with affiliate marketing you don't have to wait for the ypp to pay you any of that everybody should know this next part that it's it's not really a secret or anything but it's something that we we as creators we need to understand what youtube is what social media is and how to use these platforms to build a business so that we're not relying on YouTube to, to run the business for us. We go over how Khan put very little effort into hosting courses on Skillshare that makes him one to $200 a month easily, very easily. He gives you step-by-step step the, you know, Skillshare method, if you will, to make 100 to $200 a month. It's very little effort put in, he shows this method using his YouTube channel using Skillshare, very simple. Anybody can do it. Then I asked Colin if he could redo every single thing. If he could take back the last two years of his life, redo everything so he doesn't make the same mistakes. So you don't make the same mistakes as he did. It's very simple. You can summarize it in 
you know, six words or less, but it's at the very end of this episode. Please listen to that part. And that's it, creators. Let's start the show. Who's Colin? What's your channel it's about? So on my channel, I teach people how to film, edit, and grow their YouTube channels. So everything from the filmmaking aspect to how to edit your videos. I'm very new creator centered. So it's all about like smartphones and like how to just start with what you have and record, edit, as well as tips and strategies to actually grow your YouTube channel. So Colin, you know, you officially a full-time YouTuber? Yes, I'm officially there. Just I'm like two weeks brand new. You know, I've officially crossed the line. I'm now completely full-time. So it's crazy. I know you recently quit your job. So how was that? How was the whole, so tell us the journey from you're working somewhere. You've been obviously growing your YouTube channel. You quit your job, bring us up to that point now. Yeah, it's a longer story, but you know, with YouTube, I was like on and off since like 2014. Originally, like the first four years, I was like putting out content, but it was in like a more of a religious niche. And then I stopped doing that because I did want to pursue YouTube and the business side. I started a channel on kind of like how to make videos on your smartphone and edit. And I was really on and off with that. Like I'd work really hard and put out a ton of videos and I'd burn out. And then I'd you know, just completely stop and I'd start up again. And it was just that journey. And I wasn't, I wasn't making any progress. And at the time too, I was working, pushing carts at a hardware store living paycheck to paycheck. I had fast forwarding further on in like April of 2020, I had found out that I was just going to be a father. So now I'm gonna have this whole new responsibility on top of me, plus working a job where I'm only working paycheck to paycheck. And I had read things online about creating side hustles and I knew that was the route I needed to go. I needed to make more and I didn't wanna go up in the company because then you're just devoting more hours and more hours to someone else's dream or someone else's company that I probably really don't even care about. And I'm not going to go and put 50, 60 hours there and then just never be home to see my child. It was like, I need to build a side hustle, but YouTube wasn't working at the time. I explored like photography. I explored picking up garbage outside of businesses. Like I was looking at every single side hustle possible. And I just kept coming back to YouTube. And it's like, all right, if I could just make an extra $500 a month from YouTube, like that'd be enough where it's like just the same income I probably would have made as like working a part-time job and I'm doing something I enjoy. And then I have this income coming in and I was like, if I could just do that, it's like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put in the time, put in the work. I'm going to try and at least make that extra $500. So I started putting out content. Some of it started working. And so I started capitalizing on the stuff that was working. And literally one year later from that point, I was making two to $4,000 a month from YouTube in one year. And it just took off from there. And it was a lot of researching how YouTube works, looking at the top performing videos, different things like that. And my channel just took off. And now two years later from that point of April, 2020, I'm at that 100,000 subscriber mark. I've got a silver play button. I'm quitting my job. I'm going full time. I'm actually, you know, making that jump. So it's been a completely wild journey. And I think that the craziest part is two years ago from like this point still, I was still pushing carts out there in the heat and, you know, hate, you know, being coming home tired, my legs tired because I've been walking on concrete for like eight to nine hours straight. And I'm, I, and now I'm a, a full-time YouTuber. It, 
insane. It's completely crazy. I think I saw your picture where you were, was it Lowe's or something? It was a Home Depot. Or something. Yeah, you're pushing yeah. a cart. And it's like, this is where I started. It's one of the, it's like, yeah, it was great. And the side hustle part, like that's like, I bet there's so many people right now, like when this comes out, that we've all done it. We've all like, trying to find out something that's going to work, that's going to stick. And like, you obviously found that. Yeah. And I remember going through, like, I'd like look up on websites and there'd be like a hundred lit, like a list of a hundred things that you could do for side hustle. I'm just scrolling through it. And I'd go to that website multiple times a day and just look through all those things and be like, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. But I think once I chose something and chose to execute on it and take action on it, instead of think in my head that, oh, in my head, I think this is going to work or not going to work. So I'm not going to even attempt. I was like shooting ideas out of the sky before I even had a chance to test them out and see if I could actually make money from them. And when I actually did test ideas out, they made money like YouTube. Yeah. It, action is, I think, so important. I think I know I was talking earlier about Alex Formosi. Like sometimes you'll Someone will ask him, like, oh, what should I pick? What should I do? He's like, pick anything. Spend two years on it. You'll find out either if you hate it or you're making a million dollars. Like, it's not even, it's literally just picking something, learning all the intricacies and like just going in. Like, like you, two years, look where you're at. It's because you went, you're, you got serious about it. And like, that's literally the, probably the deciding factor. Yeah. It was the, I am going to do this. And as a result, I am going to invest a ton of time into learning how YouTube works. I'm going to pay attention to my analytics and see what's performing. And if something's bringing traffic into my channel, I'm going to capitalize on that and try to create more similar content to that. Yeah. Doing what works is magical. When something's working for you and you 10x on that, you just get insane results because it's working. So why try and do something else if something's, you know, going well for you? Exactly. So what do you think is so, someone's, let's say they're YouTuber, YouTuber right now, and they're putting the effort, they're making progress. What's maybe the two or three big thing when it comes to quitting their job, going full-time? So I think at least what I did was the first thing, like even after my first year making like, like two to four K, I was at that pushing carts. I was probably only making like 1600 a month, 1700 a month. And we were living on that. So when I was making like that two to 4,000, you know, I could have already potentially quit that job, but I didn't. And I think part of it was being in the comfort zone and stagnating. And I actually, I ended up going to a different job after that. And then I went part-time there. And so I was part-time and also doing YouTube part-time. And I sat there for a while as like, I have this backup. If all YouTube fails, I have a backup and I can just go back full-time at this job. And I was holding on for dear life. I think the thing is just being comfortable is a problem. And you have to make that jump if, and put some risk into it if you're actually going to, you know, grow and take it full-time. Like the amount of time I have right now that I can put into like actually focus on building a business around YouTube and putting out content. And I have like endless time. <laughs> it's like incredible. Like I'd have to like, there'd be like one day where I'd work. And like in the past when I was making like that two to 4k, like I was only putting five to 10 hours into YouTube. Like I wasn't like suffering 20, 30 hours throughout the night. Like it was only like five to 10 hours that I was actually putting in. 
but now I have quadruple that. And I could even go further than that and work possibly like six days if I'm, you know, really doing a big project. So it's, I think one of those things for quitting is you're going to have to just make the jump. But the second part is assessing the risks and finding those worst case scenarios and having backup plans for those. Tim Ferriss talks about this a bit where he would write down all of the potential risks that could happen if he takes this action. So for me, it was like, what's the worst risk? Okay, AdSense completely disappears. No brands want to work with me. I get canceled for some who knows reason and I lose all my money. Worst case scenario, I go back to my entry level job and I'm back full time. Like I left there on good terms. They, the manager said that, you know, she would hire me again if I ever came back. That's fine. There's plenty of jobs I could go to. So worst case scenario, if this all comes plummeting down, I'll just end back where I was and I can start up again from there. That takes care of that risk. Okay, what's the next possible risk? And I just go through that entire list. And once I wrote it all down and assessed the risks, there was nothing stopping me. Probably another thing in there too was what if my YouTube income starts going down to the point where I'm taking from savings that I just was like, okay, I'll make a YouTube emergency fund. So I already have my regular one for a regular job where it's like three to six months, but then I have a YouTube emergency fund, which is also another like three to six months of expenses. So if that ever drops down all the way and I end up like failing at this, I can just at that point go to working a regular job. So I have like a backup to my backup to where if I make this jump and let's say it all plummets down from here in like six to nine months, I'll just have to go back to working a regular job. But I've just had six to nine months of creator education of chances to fail and try things and take my business even further than I could possibly have gotten it. Like just three months of being a full-time creator is like a year's worth of time for a, for me working only five to 10 hours on my YouTube channel. So I'm gonna be just like that much further then. So it's like, there's nothing stopping me other than fear and I'm leaving what's traditional and I'm gonna have to like, I'm losing that nice health insurance. I'm losing that stable paycheck. But then the other side of it too, is if this happens and then this work and I, nothing happens in six or nine months, cause I'm actually putting in work every single day to growing this business and making this an income. I'm free. I am free and I can do what I want when I want. And I can, it's just everything that I've wanted to do, whether that's being a speaker or writing a book or just hanging out, you know, it's like, oh, it's a nice day. Let's go to the zoo. We can do that. We can do that. And I'm not tied to anyone. I don't have a boss. I don't have, I just do me and have fun in the process of building a business. And, and what's more fun than that? Just messing around, playing the game of business. Oh, yeah. The risk sets me. I never thought of it that way. This was like gold. This was great. Hey, let's all talk about like income streams. So we could talk about that. But that was like perfect. Cause like, I think we all get scared of like how you laid it out. What's there to be scared of? You know, you're not making a hundred K as a lawyer or something. I mean, the people, the people listening to this are not, it's not who's listening, you know, like, you know, it's like if they lose their, they have to quit the job. They have some money saved. Like we make it to some big, scary thing. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not, it's just being scared, you know? And I think another part of it too, and this is something I've thought about is 
who's to say I have to go back to working a retail job? I now have on my little resume, like three to six months of I'm a creator. I can make content for your business. And you can go on to LinkedIn yeah. now. You can go on to Indeed and all these job websites. And you just put content creator in and you will find hundreds of jobs of companies trying to find people who can create content for them because they want to be on TikTok. They want to be on YouTube. Yeah. It's not 2010 anymore where people are like, this is a YouTube fad and we're not getting on social media. I think Gary V has probably slapped that out of everyone now. It's like, yeah, I need, this is where my customers are. I need to reach them. What am I going to do? Hire a filmmaker for a thousand, two thousand dollars, an editor for a thousand to two thousand dollars, someone to run all our accounts for like two to three thousand. Or I can just hire Colin, who's has a silver play button, who's, you know, produce content. I can see it's high quality. He can represent our company and poof, now I'm in a creator job and I'm still in something where I'm mastering my craft and learning skills and being able to create content. Yeah. Endless opportunities. I think the creator that Connor Wave would call it is like freaking exploding. Just from the personal, like you can make your own videos and like the companies are now going into, you see on TikTok or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like they're just going crazy into it. It's more, it's feel like it's more, it's not just brand. It's not this Nike brand or something. These are real people, man. This is my, in, I'm from Wisconsin. We have a gas station company called Quick Trip. It is the joy and passion of all Wisconsinites here. And they have a TikTok and they post content like the, if you're familiar with like Wendy's on Twitter, where they make like smart remarks and stuff like that. That's what our gas station does here. Like they are, the local gas stations are putting content on TikTok. So it's not, oh, Nike will never hire me. It's your local gas station that's trying to put out content that you could make stuff for. It's all those small businesses. You don't think the plumbers or the electricians or all those people don't want themselves out there in the community. It's marketing. It's marketing. It's essentially. Yeah, I mean, if you're not out there. And if you're someone out there who has a camera and can edit and can make good content, you're like gold to them because they're all they probably have is their phone. And they're not familiar with editing. They're doing what they do best, which is running a business. There's so many opportunities out there that you can just take advantage of, whether it's on your YouTube channel or just working for someone else's content to fund yours. So that way you can put stuff out. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. What's it called? User generated content or something. So you were making, you know, yeah, that's just your own. So the kind of like my mix of income streams. Uh, I'd say like AdSense is like, which might shock some people, Sense is like 40 to 50% of my income. So I have a lot of videos that rank really well. And if you look at like my income graph, it's like a steady incline and then it oh. hovers and evens out. And that's where it's been kind of for the last year. I will say for the last six months, I've been working with other brands more recently. So I haven't put as much effort into my channel as I have been able to, with slowly being able to put five to 10 hours before going full-time, but it's a consistent, like it's just flat. So like, I'll make like, I don't care sharing numbers, like 1,500 to $2,000 in just AdSense. And it just, sometimes it's higher, sometimes it lowers, it varies. It's not, you know, a perfect income stream. <laughs> and I also get that you could, YouTube could take that at any time, but it just kind of sits there and hasn't really changed at all. And it's really interesting too, because I haven't put out like, I've maybe put out like 10 videos this year 
And it, even with that happening, it's still like staying consistent, which is great. And then other parts of my income, I have brand consultation. So not even related to the YouTube channel, just because I know how to like edit with a phone. I have certain companies that I cannot disclose who are like, hey, can you test out our app? Can you try this out? What are your thoughts on this? Because they know I'm someone who is like using their product. So they're asking me about those things. So that's like, a, I'd say like a 10% is there for that. And then I have, I want to say like, th this probably won't add up to a perfect 100%, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like brand deals, I'd say are probably around like 40%. And that 40%, this is the interesting part too. I have no active sponsorships on my current channel with 100K subscribers. That 40% is me creating content for other people's YouTube channels. So I'm about to turn on the sponsorships for my channel and reach out to brands. And that's, you know, and that's not even in my income spectrum yet. So that's going to be nuts. So I'm going to flip, you know, that switch is going. So I'm right now at a spot where I'm doing, oh, and one other thing on there too is a Skillshare. I put courses out on Skillshare and that's been bringing in, it's only like a hundred to $200 a month. I do need to put a few more courses on there. My, my goal is to get it to like 500 to a thousand, but still I'm not doing anything. I haven't been on my Skillshare profile in months and it's just, Brings in extra $100, $200 a month. You know, that's easy for anyone to, to implement. Uh, you know, I've got a pretty wide mix there. And then I'm going to be not like self-advertising here, but like I have a course coming out soon. I plan on exploring like the book route. And for me, it's just like, how many more income streams can I add on to where it's just, there's so much stuff going on that it's not even like a, a one thing. And I think that's also the other joy. Slightly going back to what we were talking about too, is... You really think you have a stable job when you have one income source, when one person can say you're fired and you lose everything, completely everything like that's not stable. We saw a whole bunch of people lose their jobs back in like March and April of 2020, where they're just told, yeah, we're removing your income source for like a month or two. Sorry. Good luck. Hopefully you have enough money in your savings account where 80% of people live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, that doesn't sound safe to me. It sounds a much, a lot more safer that I've got YouTube paying me. I've got this brand paying me. I got this brand paying me. I've got Skillshare paying me. Potentially Amazon through affiliate marketing would be paying me. You know, that's a lot more secure of a lifestyle to have versus just one person, one manager on a bad day, but you get on their wrong side, says you're fired and poof, there goes your livelihood and trying to get another job is going to be harder because you're fired. And yeah, that, that doesn't sound like fun. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, not as diverse as I want to be, but I am pretty diverse there. Yeah. I think a lot of people realize that YouTube, I mean, obviously you make, you're saying you're making almost 50% through YouTube. That's not like, like there's so many more income streams, 50% is through all this other stuff. And that 50% too is pretty just passively too. Like those aren't income streams like I'm actively engaged in or even like affiliate marketing. That's the spot I've only slightly touched in, but I know people who were under a thousand subscribers who are making like five figures on affiliate marketing. There, and these are all streams that you can implement and, you know, strategize for. So like you, maybe you're after affiliate marketing, you're like, okay, who am I, who is, who would most likely want this product? Okay. Check. And what content are they potentially searching for on YouTube? So 
maybe I'm advertising a light for a camera and I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be people best lights for YouTube on Amazon or best light under $50. And I can create all this content sit around this one product and poof, now I've got traffic going. They click the link, they purchase, and then you just got content ranking that's bringing you, you know, income. Yeah, it's, yeah. Even though a lot of mine is YouTube AdSense at the moment, yeah, there's, it's not that end-all be-all. Because, yeah, it could be taken away. You know, I could, maybe someone's video will rank higher than a lot of mine, and then my AdSense is going to come, you know, come down. But I usually tell people, especially as someone who's, I consider myself doing pretty well with AdSense, is... Build a business around your YouTube channel versus relying as YouTube as your business. You know, YouTube, when I first started YouTube, it was, this is where I make money. This is this whole platform, this, this platform. So AdSense, that's what I, all I was after in the beginning is how do I increase AdSense? And now that I'm further on and have been wanting to go full time, it's like, oh, YouTube's just a traffic source. I need to use YouTube to direct people towards my actual business, which can be helping those people, which is, you know, when you know your audience, who you're making content for problems they have, and you're just solving those problems. So whether that is a simple guide that you sell for 10 or 20 bucks or a complete full-on course that you sell for a hundred, 500, a thousand dollars, you're just solving people's problems, but just allowing ads to play in your videos is not a good business model because then you're left up to hoping that your video continues to rank on YouTube and that someone doesn't come along and be like, hey, he made a really good video there. I'm going to copy it and make a more updated version. And then poof, I'm knocked down. And then there goes my, my, my AdSense. So what's maybe your, what's maybe some courses that you've made? And like, you know, how, how do you get that out there? I mean, do you talk about it on your YouTube channel? Yeah, so... With the courses, they're actually, the ones that I made were very simple. And I think this might be also helpful for other creators out there too, is you don't have to be an expert in a field in order to put out a course on Skillshare. You don't. As long as you know more than someone else on something, you can get that person to your level and teach a course on it. So a lot of mine were like how to make videos on a phone, which I just showed the whole process of this is how I set up. If I didn't have any lights that I purchased, this is how I organized lamps around me to light my face. This is how you edit the footage. Boom, 600 students later. It's, you know, it's, which isn't too high for Skillshare. Like 600 sounds like a lot, mm -hmm. but usually Skillshare courses get like a couple thousand, but still, you know, it's still 600 people who consume my course and I got paid for it. Also the way Skillshare works, if anyone doesn't know, it's similar to YouTube, except you, in, sim in the simplest terms of understanding Skillshare's pay model, you get like six cents per one minute watch. So you get someone to watch like a 30 to 60 minute course, you'll probably make like three to $5 per person who watches. And then I made some other stuff like how to make social media videos, kind of targeting more business people, or how to light your videos. I just did a whole video on, you know, lighting, how to use Filmic Pro on a phone. And so I'd make those courses. And then what I would do is make YouTube videos where I promote my Skillshare courses. One of them is like as giving YouTube tips. And I told people that they should make a channel banner. And then I let them know I have a YouTube, I have a Skillshare course on how to design a custom banner for your YouTube channel in Canva. 
and this is the crazy part too, and this is also why I chose Skillshare, is their affiliate program is if you sign someone up for a free trial and they don't even have to pay, they can sign up for the free trial and cancel it, you get paid $10 anyway, regardless of whether they actually sign up for a paid membership or not. So it's a win for my audience. They get to go and watch this premium course. They do have to put their card info in, but they can cancel that Skillshare membership. Just use the free trial. And I get paid 10 bucks regardless of, you know, and then on top of whatever else they watch. It was just a complete win-win. I was able to get people over and I could see that people were signing up for my YouTube channel. But then also it just ranks natively on Skillshare. People who just got memberships from someone else and are just looking in different courses to watch, they see mine pop up and they watch those. And I'm definitely on the lower income side there, only working, you know, only bringing in like 100 to $200 a month. And then you got people on the higher up spectrum who are pulling in like 60,000 a month, you know, and then there's everywhere in between. There's even some people who just have posted like some Instagram tutorial things. They're making like 2000 a month. So there's definitely a lot of potential there where it's just like, yeah, I know skills. I know knowledge. I know things. And you can just upload a course, you know, just, it's just like a longer YouTube video, like multiple little YouTube videos that you're just uploading little sections and there you go. You got a, you got a course that can be promoted to your audience. They get a free trial. You get 10 bucks, 10 people sign up. It's a hundred bucks. That's something I've asked tons of people who, if they've made a course and their best advice is always like make something super simple, like the most basic thing. You don't have to be the expert copywriting or anything. Just literally like you're saying something that maybe you're like, this is almost stupid because it's so boring. Maybe it's even boring because it's so simple to you. My first course is garbage. I hate it. <laughs> but it's got 600 people signed up and people commented that they enjoyed it and they rated it good, but it looked like garbage to me. But also it got me to a point where now I'm at a point where I'm attempting to go that whole route of having your own website, hosting a course there, paying for all these different things, which is a lot more complex, but don't start there. Just use Skillshare so you can see what it's like making a course, test it out, put something out. And you were like, wow, I did like putting together that course. And now it's bringing money in and you got all your screw ups out in the first you know, few courses you put on Skillshare for free. And then when you go to actually make your, maybe your legit digital product that you really want to be your masterpiece, you've already gone, you're like, okay, I know that I really need to make sure my audio is good and need to make sure the cat's not walking around the background and like, oh, you know, all those things. And you've already gotten a lot of those weird kinks out. So it's not getting thrown into your regular course. So yeah, I think the biggest thing is to just jump into it and just try it. Like give yourself like two weeks to put the course together or something like that, where you just write out simply record the segments, put it up there, title it, and you know, let it just start making you passive income. They do all the work, right? They do all that. They do all the marketing, which you know why you get paid less compared right. to you doing it. But dude, you're saving. Anybody's ever made a course on that? It's tons of time, honestly. And then marketing it, like, bro, just you just no make marketing, the video. No yeah. paying for a website or hosting. Yeah. We're getting nowhere. There's too much actions. And there's so much more money than AdSense. You upload a more premium thing on there, like six cents per minute is way better than for one person watching. Yeah. So if you have already like even a semi following and they're committed to you, let's say you have like 
you know, maybe you have a thousand subscribers and let's say you have a hundred people who pretty actively watch your videos. You get those hundred people to sign up for a free trial. What's 10 times a hundred? Isn't that like $10,000? Yeah. And then what does that tell? And then what does that tell Skillshare? That tells Skillshare, wow, they just brought a hundred people to our platform brand new to just watch this one course in the first week. We are going to put this at the top of our you know, ranking system when people search for this topic. And now you'd have more organic Skillshare people who are just on the platform going and watching. Cause a lot of people sign up for a year membership and will just watch stuff on there. So yeah, think of that thousand, you get a hundred people of your thousand subscribers on YouTube. If you're a small channel, you just made $10,000 from a, a stinking course. It's nuts. And there's so many different, like I've never used Skillshare, but just cause I haven't, just cause like you are not the user person who would use Skillshare doesn't mean your audience is. Right. Yeah, exactly. You might not be on. So I think we already talked about this. When it came to, you know, you quit your job, was there any certain salary amount that you wanted to make before you quit? What was the point of why did you, when, when did you quit your job? And why, why like two weeks ago? Why not a year ago? I think, I think it was, uh, part of it was that comfort mentality of holding on to something secure, like a job that I've just been used to and, you know, that we're all used to. I think another part of it was building up that emergency fund. I know for the first start of making money on YouTube, it was like exploring the world of write-offs. <laughs> so it was like, I'm getting a better camera. I'm getting a new computer. I'm getting all this because this is needed for my business. So that, that was, it was like, this is my hobby. I'm making this money. And now I can, you know, we have that money if we need it for all those, like for diapers and all that other stuff. But then I have all this money I could spend on whatever I want. And my wife will be like, why are you buying that? It's like, it's for the business, honey. It's for the business. And that's how it started. And then I was like, man, I could actually go full time with this. And so I, then I started actually putting money away for that. So I think those two things held me back from making that jump initially. But my end goal income was to make like 5000 a month. Was I wanted to make, if I was making 5000 after taxes, that comes out to... If you're taking 30% away, that means like 1500 of that disappears. So I'm making like 3,500, which in Wisconsin, that's very comfy sitting compared to other places, although, you know, wherever you're at. So that's very comfy for me. But then like it hit me too. And I remember, I don't know if this was, I heard this in a clubhouse room from the social media clubhouse app or somewhere else, but it's like, if you're making a certain amount of income part-time, what happens when you take that full time? So even though right now, like I make, like I was making like $4,000 part time, part time working five to 10 hours. What happens when you quadruple that $16,000 of freaking month? I'm then making six figures. And then what if you add an extra 10 hours on top of that? Now you five times it. Now you're in that 20 K mark. If in theory, you get all that time, it in theory makes you all that money. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if I line up enough sponsorships here on my channel, I now have time to put in work and time for those sponsorships, which I will say there was a period of time, which was actually, and this might've played a part in it too, which was February of this year. I had 16 videos lined up for sponsorships. 16 and I could not keep up. I burned out some of them. I was like, I need to put this on pause. I'm sorry. I took on way too much work here. 
And I was working full, well, I think I was working part time at that point, but still that was nuts. And I was like, what if I was able to manage that amount of output, which number release here, just because I, I want to be open and transparent and no one talks about numbers and I want people to know numbers. Like at that time, like I was charging a thousand dollars per sponsorship video. So you got 16 of those, it's $16,000 plus AdSense plus, you know, anything else like, holy cow, that's crazy. Coming from pushing carts and only making like 1600 to doing something to 16,000. I couldn't keep up with it. I did not have that time. So it's like, Colin, you've already done this in the past. You've already been able to reach out to brands and line things up. If you can just free your time, you don't, I don't have to work 16, but I can definitely get two or three sponsors and line those up so I have my income covered. And then I have time to build on a course, build a book, possibly become a speaker, you know, go all these other income routes. So I think it is scary making that jump, but I think you just gotta, you know, you, you eventually have to make the jump and start moving your arms in the water to get momentum, but also doing it in a way where it's, I'm not putting my, my, my family at jeopardy. I have that emergency fund there, but I think, yeah, I, I, that's the point I was at. I was like talking with my wife and I was like, you know what? You just got to make that jump. You just gotta, it, we're, I'm stagnating here. I can't keep up. All right. There's so much time in a day. There's only so much time in a day, but I want to spend time with my child. But like, I, yeah, it's, it's like, all right, this is the best logical way and safe way that I can make this jump and write it down and risk manage it. And that got me to, you know, to take action there. Oh yeah. I think one of the big things that like, as you're talking is like, you're thinking like how a business would not short term, make a video. Hopefully this video does good. That's how, I mean, I'll release a podcast episode and I've just focused on this one thing. It's like, that's great for seven days, but what's the long term? Like pitching people like this is the long term. I think we all need to start put, like planning for the big picture too. Not just right. the next subscriber, not for the next one subscriber in analytics. I mean, that's very small focused. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'm kind of at a point where I am thinking at that long-term spot where it's like, you know, like two to three years from now, like I want to be on stage and I want to be giving talks to people. Like I see this might be stupid imagination. Here. <laughs> I see like Gary Vaynerchuk and he's speaking at these conferences and, you know, he's flying around and traveling and being able to do all that stuff. It's like, or I see other people in my niche, think media, you got Sean Cannell, he's doing talks, he's hosting yeah. events, people are inviting him places. So I want to be there. And the way I get there is putting my head down and working and creating something amazing, getting so good that people can't ignore you. So where it's like, holy cow, this guy is just pumping out content. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's got a book. He's got a course. He's it's man, can you, can you come speak at our event and share some of this knowledge here? And it's like, I've, I've built something that can be talked about and shareable. And so it's like, okay, if that's my end goal, that's what I got to do to get there. And yeah. And then it's just kind of hustle. Right. I think just planning that, just, just saying two, three years, just where I want to be. Cause if you don't, if you don't hit the exact goal. You would never have got there anyways if you didn't plan two or three years. Maybe you don't land on that stage where you wanted to be, but you're at, you know, a, a state level or something, whatever. Like you could still land damn close to that. But it's only because you thought of this today or you, you thought of planning this versus you know, what are you going to do next week to get something. And I think also like, 
I'm not a big aspirations person, but th- this is something I somewhat learned from Alex Sumzai or her Hormonzi, however, however you say his last name. But I am a high performance person because I do this, I do that. I am this because, and you show proof, you know, it's just not saying like, I am successful. I am successful. I am successful because I wake up in the morning and I strategized and I put out videos. I am a full-time YouTuber because I pitch my brands and fill my funnel. So that way I can pick and choose whatever deals I want to do. If I am going to be that, this is what I believe that person's life is. And I can see what they do. And as a result, I'm going to put in those exact same actions. So that's also something else I kind of attempt to do is if I'm a high performance person, I'm not, I'm going to eat healthy. So I have energy. I'm going to work out. So I have energy so I can execute on these things and having that mindset too, to where, you know, this is the lifestyle I want to live. This is who I want to be. These are my, and then living that out and executing, you know, on those areas. If you are like, I want to be Mr. Beast then you're going to spend freaking 18 hours analyzing every single second of your video. Like you're going to make your thumbnail for a week before you even put out the video to make sure the thumbnail actually turns out and looks clickable. Like you're going to do all those different steps and be that person, not just, oh, I'm going to upload a video and hope it goes well. And maybe I'll get like this crazy sponsorship. Like, yeah, you got to hope it doesn't get you anywhere. (laughs) I mean, like your action gets you somewhere. I was going to say, what, what is, so if you had to redo all this, you had to redo the whole thing. It's like three years ago. What advice would it give? Freaking don't quit. Like I cannot imagine where I'd be right now if I wouldn't have given up on my YouTube channel those multiple times and thinking in my head. And back then when I made those videos, one of the reasons I gave up was like, there's no money in this. I can't make money here. I'm teaching people how to edit with free apps. My audience is looking for free stuff. What possibly could I sell to them? This is totally not going to work. We've got a business model caters to people who want free. Like that's the worst business model, Colin. What were you thinking? And then, you know, and and here I am, like there's people trying to reach that audience. So I think I see too many people and this alter salt of like, I noticed, you know, and people pointed out, they're like, man, you got a hundred thousand subscribers, but you don't have very many active viewers. Why is that? So people put six months into this YouTube idea and then it doesn't work out in six months and they give up and they're like, oh, it didn't work. Why didn't I become big and famous in six months? Why don't I have like all these followers? Cause you didn't put in the work to learn the skills. Like you didn't execute on that, that, that dream. You really thought six months from now that it was just some easy thing you can do. Like some of these people have been doing YouTube for 10 years and you're looking at the end of their 10 years versus where they started. Go look at Mr. Beast for his first three years. He kept putting content out and it was junk and to where now he's building like freaking Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. And has like actual chocolate fountains and candy and like is spending millions of dollars. Like he didn't start there. So you gotta, you have to consistently continue and consistently improve. Cause you can stay consistent doing junk and that won't get you anywhere, but it's looking at each and every video and also looking at your analytics and being like, man, my, my hook was horrible. I can see my audience retention was, and then it just stays at 5% cause grandma was watching. 
like you can look at your analytics and see that like, man, I got to make a better hook here to keep people engaged. I'll do that in the next video. And then maybe you do that, but no one's clicking. You're like, man, my thumbnail, I guess, wasn't good. I need to work on my thumbnail skills. And getting 1% better after every single video to where after 100 videos, you can look at video one and video 100, and you see a huge noticeable difference because you took action each and every step along the way. It's going to take longer than six months. Like I obviously in two years was able to go from like 2,000 to like 102,000 subscribers. That's crazy. But it's also because I executed and I studied the algorithm and I made improvements on each video. But then also, I think part of that is I technically started back in 2014. I already made the mistakes of filming in my parents' basement and it looking terrifying because it's just this dark basement with oh poor lighting. <laughs> like, what on earth are you thinking, Colin? Why are you showing this? Like, oh my gosh. And, you know, I already had to go through those process, but I do think it's possible. You can get to a, an amazing spot in your YouTube journey if you just consistently put in the work and are constantly improving, but you can't give up. Like, I'm actually trying to get from YouTube at the moment. They're, they don't like that I'm trying to get a play button without my name on it, but I want to get a play button from them and I'm requesting it. That says 99% perspiration because that is what it took to get that play button. It was a good idea for a channel. You know, the Thomas Edison quote, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. So 1% inspiration, good idea. You know, start a YouTube channel, grow a business, do all these things. But the 99% perspiration behind it is what's actually going to affect whether it works or not. Plenty of people have probably done what Mr. Beast has done in the past, where they give away money and do stupid things on YouTube. That's what YouTube is. People do stupid things. But he had perspiration and kept doing it and kept improving and got to the point where he's at today, where he's not just doing stupid, silly things. He's actually like built this like empire. He has like his own Mr. Beast burger and he has like, you know, all like his he has like 30 channels. Yeah, he has 30 channels. But yeah, I, I think the snowball like snowball effect, if that snowball starts moving and gets momentum, eventually it just explodes and takes off. And that's kind of what my analytics looked like. When I committed in April, 2020, there's a slow increase and it just kept going and going and going and it just snowballed off from there. And cause I was being consistent. So that's, that's the end of all of this rant, just consistency. You gotta, you, you can't give up on it. Otherwise you're not gonna reach that end goal. So that's good, man. Like constantly improving which is hard for your to, to look at yourself and do that but that's like in the, the day like how to get better just constantly improve yeah yeah I, Con I think, yeah it needs that constant improvement because yeah there's people who go on youtube and they put up the exact same content with no results but they're not looking for ways to improve they're not comparing themselves you know good way you could do this is compare your video to the person who's in your niche that's doing well and see what they're doing compared to what you're doing and you don't have to like copy them and steal everything from them, but they're ready. That's already your audience is watching them. And they've already gone through all the work of what, you know, what thumbnails work well, how the pacing of the video is, how the editing is, the hooks, all of that. And it's just sitting there for you to go look at and be like, oh, they designed their thumbnails this way. And that works best for this audience. And this is how they hook their viewers. And these are my viewers pain points. And you can take those things to your own channel and, you know, constantly 
improve. Oh, that's good, man. That was like the perfect, some of the stuff you said, I wanted to like quote it out. It's like the perfect, you know, things we need to hear that we don't want to do, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the, yeah, the things we don't want to do are probably the things you should do <laughs> is case because yeah, execution is so under undervalued, just putting in the hustle, the work of just creating content and learning and, and taking action on what you learn instead of just reading something thinking, oh, that's cool, but I think I know better. No, you don't. To, you know, listen to somebody who's already been in that spot and take their advice and implement it. And, uh, you know, I think you'll get to where you want to go. Yeah. Awesome, man. Where do we find you? What was your channel called? Yeah. So it's my name, Colin Michael. Yeah. On YouTube. And then also ColinMichael.com is my website. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be re releasing in about a week or two there, which will be exciting. And there's also right now a free training to help YouTubers, actionable strategies for YouTubers to reach 1,000 subscribers. So a lot of gems dropped in there to help people grow their channels. This is where I saw the picture of you at Home Depot there. So I've been to your website. Outside of Home Depot, I took a selfie out there in the parking lot because they, you know, they were only letting certain people in during the coronavirus. So I thought that was funny. It was like a, it was like a history picture for the sake of, wow, I was there when people were lining up outside of Home Depot to buy stuff during a pandemic. But then, yeah, it turned out into a bigger history moment where it was like, yeah, that's where I was. That's you pushing carts outside. Yeah, that's cool. Man. Yeah, it's just a story of how, you know, most of us start, you know. The real story. It's not just the, the, it's easy to go to your channel and be like, oh, he has over 100. Yeah, bro, he started at freaking Home Depot pushing carts though. Yeah. Like not a film major. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, you know, someone who, who had it like easily laid out for them. You know, my 90% of my channel was shot on an iPhone SE, like the cheapest iPhone you can possibly get. Like, you know, it's, it is very, uh, you know, where, and, and I like to share that because like where other people can, when people can see that, oh, this regular retail dude was able to do that. I can do this too. And, and I was playing mock for my YouTube channel too. They're like, oh, it's got a YouTube channel. He's trying to, you know, make money. <laughs> no, not anymore. No, no, Mr. Full-time over here. <laughs> That's like, like Twitter memes are like that. Like, oh, you have 300 followers. You suck. And you have 5,000. Congrats, man. Congrats on the five. Th There's a, I made a TikTok. So I'm starting to put content up on there too. But it was like an old comment where it's like, LOL, you have 300 subs. And I'm like dancing with my play button. Uh, that was a good, uh, screw you all, I made it. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. That's awesome. Well, thanks, man. This, that's, that's the end of it. But thanks, man. Creators who are working somewhere. So maybe part-time and then, to, you know, like full-time do it. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. It's like, like for me, like, yeah, creating income streams, like $500 was life-changing for me. Yeah. And I think it's life-changing for a lot of other people who are struggling. You know, I know if people can build up that YouTube channel and learn those skills, there's so many ways to monetize it. So even with a small following. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. There you go. Well, that's into another podcast episode of Content Creators Library. Well, we appreciate talking to Colin, how he went from 2,000 subscribers to over 100,000 in two years. All the business advice, did the golden nuggets there. That's why I love doing this. I just want to help you and show you as creators too that you can, you too can do this. Like literally pushing carts at Home Depot to over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Please, if you like this podcast, Click on the podcast app, rate it, give it five stars. That's all you have to do. Now help me out right now. Click 
onto your podcast app, click where it says review, click those five stars, rate it. Tell me if you like it. Really appreciate it. That's it. Jeff signing off.